This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code JROCKLAWNCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's J-Rock's Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast. Here we are again with yet another interview. Uh, they seem to be doing very well lately and you know everyone seems to be getting really tucked into them and I'm receiving some amazing feedback. So this interview, we've got Simon Johnson from E&O God Maintenance. And we're basically here talking again on our initial interview, just getting to know more people in the in the community and just trying to find out more and sort of share experiences. So Simon, how are you doing, mate? Thank you very much for joining me. That's all right. No problem at all, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Um, uh, it's, it's good to actually be able to listen to a, a UK-based um, garden maintenance and, and lawn care podcast um something that's really relatable um certainly for me at the moment it was um it's been really beneficial so far listening to to the back episodes oh no thank you very much um it seems to be the reoccurring sort of feedback that i do get back on it i mean i don't push out anything you know like surveys or anything but when people do get in touch with me this is what they're often saying is that there's not really been much in the space of it for in, in terms of podcasts you know and everyone seems to just yeah. like to be able to relate to what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, obviously, it, it's obviously advice and tips and things like that. But actually, being able to speak quite openly and and freely about the business side of things as well is is obviously very interesting. Certainly for me, um, you know, not not to say that other podcasts out there aren't necessarily um, the, able to produce that sort of content, but when it's something that is so in line with what what you're sort of after in terms of what you want to listen to it's um it's actually quite um quite nice to uh, come across something like that no no that's absolutely right and uh it is it's just it's great to hear it is it's um hopefully like yeah. you say with the tips and advice i think there's so many different ways that people play this sort of you know this game of whether you're a solo an operator or if you've got a team of your own people play it in so mm. many different ways so by sharing these experiences we can't we're really just saving people mistakes, hopefully, and like it's almost allowing yeah. you to see around corners. I think you know. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and yeah, like you said, you know, it gives it also gives you something to think about. You know, maybe something you might not have had at the forefront of your mind, and then all of a sudden, a topic is raised, and it's something that you then take into consideration for your own business for the future as well. You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, Simon, can you just like tell everyone a bit about you, a bit about your business, like if you're specifying any area, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, my name's Simon. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I originally worked in advertising, um, national newspapers, um, national magazines, as well as local magazines. Um, been doing that for 15 odd years. Um, and I, I just around the same time as the pandemic actually started, I'd, I had actually sort of come to a a crossroads where I'd sort of hit a bit of a wall and I started to fall out of love a little bit with the sales side of things as far as advertising goes and I was starting to think about whether or not it would be worth looking at doing something else um, but anyway you know obviously I, I actually got ended up being put on furlough um, and I, I came to a, there came to a, a certain point where I had a decision to make um, and I decided to go ahead and launch E&O Garden Maintenance in July last year um nice. so yes yeah, stand, standard gen, um, standard um garden maintenance you know obviously hedge trimming looking after lawns um small tree work um and there's obviously you know taking on the occasional 
landscape project, which is obviously within my capability. Um, and we've also actually managed to um, agree a, a few commercial contracts as well now um, through a couple of estate agents and um, a couple of hotels as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's mega that. I mean, now I'll, this isn't the first question that jumps to my mind really with it, but do you think that having the 15 years experience with, you know, not only the sales and being able to talk to customers or potential customers, mm. but also the advertising side of things, was that like a straight, straight pullover or? Well, <laughs> The, not not quite but there, i mean i have to say i've i've been i've sort of surprised myself with actually how much of my previous experience when it comes to advertising and probably more so like sales you know the whole forming relationships with with other people and and how much that has actually come into play with yeah. with gardening you know it's not something that um, before i actually launched the business i would have stood out and it was something that i'd have thought that i would have been able to have um put into into play for me to benefit uh with a garden maintenance business yeah um but it has really surprised me how it sort of paid off and, and allowed me to develop and grow um essentially a business from scratch in in a very short space of time absolutely i think it's it's always quite surprising when you speak to people or even when you when you dive in uh, the experiences that people have the amount of uh like different different traits from different jobs are kind of all come under the umbrella of having your own business. You know, you, you are the person pushing out um, marketing and advertising. You're also handling sales and the customers face to face. You're doing the job yourself. You know, there's so many different angles that, you know, and, and even if you've never done them before, you soon like start to pick up on them. And I think it's just, you know, it's quite amazing just how much comes your way, I think, but it's, it's quite, it's quite surprising to hear that um, the way it's came across to you and the fact of like how easy you've been able to put through because that transition sometimes from uh, a job where you're just an employee somewhere to running it yourself mm. can also be a bit of a different situation as well. Can't oh, it? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think I think a big part of that was perhaps maybe my own anxieties over going from you know a, a regular salary coming in to um to, to to starting a business from absolutely nothing so that th- th- that in itself you know obviously we, we just you know we've we've recently had a second child um who's who's um 10 months old um our others two and a half uh, years old so you know obviously that and um and and paying the bills is obviously a priority so you i was almost forced into basically just throwing myself into it a hundred percent and some yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. to make sure that um that, that that i get things up to speed as quickly as possible that, that's I, you know what and i think that's a big point there because the first i mean even now myself you know part-time even though mm. things are well and you know I've, i'm doing well enough I still think once when I drop my full-time job and it's all good, mm. there is still that bit of anxiety there, that bit of worry that are you then going to cover, you know, a full normal wage, like you say, that's going to be coming in no matter what for 12 months of the year. You know, mm. I think it's a thought on probably everyone's minds that are going through it. On that, do you have any sort of advice on how you dealt with that? I think... It was it because because it was it, it was because it got, got to that certain point where I had to I, ha, I sort of I had no choice it had to work so yeah. I in terms of of going about it the only thing I'd say I mean I didn't really advertise until I was already semi-established so the thing I mainly wanted to do was obviously connect with people and use that sort of sales experience that I had previously to to sort of sell the, myself and and the business so. I tend to look at like social media, um, local groups, like local like location wise, yeah. um, and then search out keywords um, within those groups for people that were communicating about whether they needed a gardener or they wanted this or that. And then you obviously get lots of people that then reply in the comments and things like that. And I just thought rather than just doing that, I would actually contact that person directly through a private message 
be very upfront and straight with them. I, 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 I made it very clear that, you know, I had an advertising background and that I've recently launched this business. And it was something that I was particularly passionate about and wanted to uh, be successful with. And that I'd love to have the opportunity to pop round to their garden and take a look and discuss what they what they wanted to have done. Um, and then sort of see how they felt from there. And, you know, I was uh, doing that relentlessly from yeah. the very get go um has has worked sort of in my favor i've been quite lucky in that sense yeah and that's a fantastic way to hear it um i've not really you're almost headhunting after seeing and then saying that about mm. switching keywords that's not something that i've actually heard of prior either actually looking for mm. key topics pop up but one thing i do see a lot of people is the use of facebook i mean it's more than just a, a platform where you chill out with your friends the possibilities for yeah. the business is is amazing and I mean, as as you'll know through advertising, it's one thing that I I suggest to people for if they're ever doing paid advertising, that it's yeah. pretty fantastic as well because you can, for those that haven't used it yet, or if you're thinking about marketing, um, the fact that you can select your locations, you know, age ranges, everything. Oh yeah, so it's, simply it's, through Facebook, you know. It, it, it is, and ironically, that is that is basically the competition that I've essentially had to face for the for the fifteen years that I worked in advertising. Because nearly all yeah. of the stuff that I did was based around print advertising. Uh. So, you you know, you'd you'd be speaking to people about getting into advertising newspapers and uh, local magazines. And don't get me wrong, um, especially the the local publication that I work for for the longest period of time, they um, they have people that have been advertising with them for since the magazines first started over twenty years ago, and that's fine. But in terms of as we as the you know the world changes and things develop, you know you get more and more people saying that they could pay a fifth of the cost that they're being charged for their print advert, um, and they could actually rather than just being delivered to X number of homes to a widespread audience which might be okay they might get yeah. the odd job here and there you know you can actually fully tailor that obviously through facebook and and i've obviously reaped the benefits of that and and paid uh, you know a minimal price so after trying to deter people for 15 years to to not go down that route i um i'm now i'm now that person going yeah. down that route yeah. and and seeing exactly why they um why they wanted to do that yeah i, th- I think the customization option of advertising through you know through online is 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 beyond it i mean i keep on getting phone calls from like you know yell.com and stuff like that saying oh we'd like to add you to you know to our book into the pages and yeah i you know my response is always the same the probably the same bloke is that thank you but i really don't need it the fact that on no. something like facebook you can target a local town that might only be a mile from you um yeah and and literally put a fiver in and and reap yeah. some reward from it is it, unbelievable it really is. Yeah, and it, it 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 surprised me, you know, and um, and I've worked in that industry for a long time, so uh, it, it it sort of surprised me at just how how much of an impact it has and and how it does it, it get people to at least reach out to you. Yeah, um, it's been really really beneficial as well. Absolutely. So, whereabouts is it where you're actually located? Your working area. Right. So, well, so I, I actually live in a place called Warfield, which is in Berkshire. Um, okay. Although um, I travel to customers uh, all across Buckinghamshire, uh, Oxfordshire and Surrey. Um, so, again, it was something that when I first started, I I didn't really, again, because I was just throwing myself into it, traveling further than maybe other businesses might Um it wasn't really too much of a concern to me. I just, I, I, I wanted to get as many people on my books as possible. And if that meant driving um, a little bit further, you know, that's something that perhaps maybe I can tweak or, or adapt um, as the business grows. So yeah. I was quite happy to do that. So um, there is the occasional job in London and that's usually if that's like a second property that's owned by somebody that um, also has a property over in, in Berkshire or Buckinghamshire or, yeah. or the other places I mentioned. So, um, again, it, it, it's it's all about, you know, whether it's worth it and um, fr- from a from a financial perspective and, and also what it might then bring in terms of business going forward as well. Yeah, well, I think that's a key thing that you just said there, because in the beginning, just getting your name out there, getting jobs, building up your portfolio is such a key thing so that you can show to, you know, your more preferred clients, look how much, like, look how good my work is, look how often I'm doing it, look at all the range of work I'm doing. And mm. you can't do that 
in the very beginning, if you're just saying, you know, I'm focusing on this two mile radius, it'll be a very slow build up. So, you know, I think yeah. by doing what you did there, and I, I done very similar as well. It was actually only uh, like three days ago I cut off one of my, sadly as well, one of my first clients that ever took me on, uh, and she was lovely, paid on time. Um, she would, you know, if I suggested some work, she would say, yeah, just go for it. You know, send me the price afterwards almost. Very keen. Mm. But it was a 40-minute drive there, 30-minute drive back. So, yeah. you know, so... And it was fine, you know, a couple of years ago, but now it's just at the point where when I'm finishing my last job of the day and she's always on the la- like the back end of my uh, my list on the day and when you get to that, yeah. you think, oh, now I've got 40 minutes before I even do the yeah. job. And, you know, the, the garden took 15 minutes tops. It was a small garden. Oh. But, um, yeah. yeah, so in the end, sadly, I had to let it go. But like you said there, don't worry if you take everything on because, you know, later on down the line, you can't make changes and it's, it's your business at the end of the day, right? It's it's all chubbly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very easy, and it's it, you know that's not to say that other people um, shouldn't shouldn't say you know ha- have a have a more strict uh, radius if you like, but it, it's it's easy just to say, oh no, I, I'm not going to drive 15 miles, or, or I'm not going to drive 10 miles, and and don't get me wrong, I, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm going to do that all the time. I, I just. Yeah. I just think that I'm, I was just a bit more open from the get go about considering those options. Um, if, if perhaps maybe it would then lead to a couple of neighbors that live by that, that also want to do it or whether there's a potential, if you know, if it's a one-off job, maybe there's a good, potentially some good material for me to use for, for future advertising or marketing then, you know, that, that sort of factor comes into play when, when I'm sort of weighing up, a decision on 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 a property or, or where I'm going to travel to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you mentioned obviously how you ended up getting into doing the gardening, and obviously it was through you know the furlough and you fallen out of love. But what actually yeah. first interested you in starting your business? Like, why why this? <laughs> so yeah, so I I I'd always I had always has like a bit of a thing you know at the back of my head in terms of like at some point I'd like the idea of starting my business I never really knew specifically what mm-hmm. and then every now and then like this gardening things would sort of enter enter as a potential idea and it, it was a quite a while ago now but we uh I, I basically the property we moved into had um the garden was just all shingle yeah, it was all like a horrible old shingle, and um, we didn't have any children at the time, so we knew that the first one was on its way. And I thought we need to make something that's a bit more appropriate uh, for for children. Yeah. So I sort of drew an idea in my head, and and basically exactly how I wanted to have it, and um, and then I went and then I just went up went about my my business to to try and get it to look like that and I really enjoyed the actual process of coming up with a a creative idea as to how I wanted it to look and then obviously I also enjoyed doing it myself so that sort of started the process and then during furlough um, I remember we were around a friend's house my uh, my wife and I were around a friend's house in her garden Um, lovely outdoor space Um, it was quite overgrown in some parts and we were just talking about, you know, my general situation, being on furlough, wanting to try and change my career and wh- which way to go. And then I just started talking, you know, out loud about a handful of things that I thought would might look good in her garden. I was really surprised that if you look beyond the the overgrown stuff at the back, you know, how, how far back the garden went. Um, didn't think anything of it. And then that friend texts my wife, um, the following evening and said you know whilst he's on furlough if if he fancies popping round for 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 a few hours here and there I'll pay him to do some bits and pieces and I just thought yeah why not um and so I just sort of I went I started and she gave me pretty much fairly free reign to be as creative as I wanted but I mean the, the the essential job was to get rid of all the overgrown stuff and tidy it up a bit I mean it was a massive job yeah, and I, I actually, I actually ended up doing, you know, a, a, a few hours, like three or four days a week, um, right. for for a number of weeks, and 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 it's it's been completely revamped. So that that I'd say was was really really key um, to me getting closer to to making that sort of decision. 
Um, and then I guess the one final thing um, that tipped me over the edge was a friend uh, of mine, a good friend who'd, um, who already actually had a very successful uh, and established gardening business, garden maintenance business and, and property maintenance. Um, he offered me um, some work, a few hours here and there to, to do some extra bits for him. And so I started doing that, going out in the van with him and, and doing the work with him and his, uh, a couple of his other colleagues that um, he'd, he'd also been taken on. And I, I just, I don't know, like the, the enjoyment I got from being outside and I just really liked it. And, you know, I just thought I, this is something that I, I think I could do, you know, and I'd get good, good pleasure out of. So and that, you know, that was it, really. The rest is history. Um, but I, I'd say our friend Liz, um, when she texted my wife and said, you know, does he want to come around? she has a she has a massive um uh part to play in in me making that decision she's she's essentially the, the one that um pushed me to do it that, that's mental because i think it just shows it shows a couple of things sometimes you just you all know you almost need to be given uh the opportunity in a relaxed environment and, it, yeah. and what it does is it almost lets you prove to yourself i am capable of this and you know i can do it and secondly it's what 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 baffled me about it was when I started gardening and I would be standing out there in the pouring rain some days, you know, cracking on with a job. Yeah. And I just and I didn't even then or, you know, freezing, you know, there's not a point where it then passed my mind saying, Oh, I hate this. I wish I was anywhere but yeah. here right now. And it it was moments like that where like being in the military and everything else that there's just been times where I've I've wished that was just completely somewhere different or doing something different. And, you know, and with this, I never, and, and sometimes it just clicks for you and you don't realize how much Mm. you enjoy something and how well it sits with you until you've been given that chance and you've been given that opportunity to get stuck in. So I think that's awesome. The fact that she, she like bring you on and she allowed you to just be like, yeah, crack on. Like I, no wonder that gave you the push to go, um, it's almost a blessing, yeah, it was, I, th- I think, really. It, it, it was, yeah, 100%. And, you know, obviously, she gave me free reign in terms of, the, like, the creative aspect. She, she's got really good plant knowledge, so she knows what, what she likes. She knows what she wants. And, and so she took care of that side of things, and, 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 would, um, and we'd talk about it. But you're, you're absolutely right, you know. Like you said, that, that sort of relaxed scenario where there's no pressure, you know, um, it was kind of like, you know, if you want to come round and, and do some clearance and, and, and what have you. And, and you know, I, I've started from scratch, so I have very, very limited uh, knowledge. I picked up a lot from, from my friend Dan uh, when I was working for him and, and his business. Yeah. And, and I, because because essentially, you know, you're given the tools and, and he's dealing with, you know, some incredible properties um, so you can't afford to get it wrong. So, you know, you, you learn on the job. And, and, I, and I have to say that for me is is always going to be the best way. Um, you, you can still study at home and pick up bits and pieces in terms of plants and, and what you can and can't do in terms of the basics, yeah. uh, what's right and what's wrong. But, you know, getting the tools in your hand and, and just cracking on with it um, with with a bit of guidance from someone who not actually knows what they're doing. Um, it has really sort of allowed me to to crack on and, and do exactly the same thing just on my own. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was, I was I was very fortunate to have that opportunity given to me by Liz, and and very fortunate to have um, the the opportunity to to work for my friend who already had his um, his business as well. Yeah, absolutely. It it seems like um, there, there's been several events that have you know almost guided you to being like, look, it's going to be all right. Look, you've got this next, you've got this next. And by all means, I, I, you know, I don't think it came easy. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but it no, just seems no. like yeah, you've had you've had good steps, you know, good progression yeah, had, to the point of I, you I, going, I, going alone. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I've had, I've had the, the, the good, the, the good steps, which I guess for a little anxious soul like me, <laughs> I, um, I think those sort of, having those sort of um, that, that help in the lead up was the thing that actually helped me to overcome the worries about going it alone. You know, um, the rest um, was very much a a very hard slog. Um, 
you know uh, of of trying to start something from scratch and and try and immediately allow me to earn enough money at the end of that month um to to pay the bills like I normally would so yeah you're absolutely right you know it, it was it, it was a huge help and and it was the thing that I probably needed to settle the nerves a little bit to actually make that final decision and say right let's crack on let's do this Absolutely, yeah. Out of curiosity, do you remember what month it was, your very first month of, you know, trying to go full-time? Um, I think it was July. Might, might full, full month, probably August. I'm not too sure. It might be, might be July. But, yeah, it was July or August last year. Yeah, no, the only reason why I asked for that is I think it, it's quite surprising that more or less at any time, it's like never too early. You know, if you've got the no. time to do it, then just do it. Uh, when I first started, it was um, my first month was the month of August. And mm-hmm. what I kind of had in my back of the head, I'll play with it this year because, you know, the main sort of, in my head, the main summary season was kind of, you know, closing to an end. You know, there wouldn't be that much call for it. But it was the exact opposite. As I thought people would be winding down, what actually happened is, the more summer got through and people had been enjoying the area, it it was coming more apparent to people that they wanted stuff done. So, you know, I, I seen like a surge in that first month. Um, but whatever you, what I would say to anyone listening that's thinking about, you know, pressing the button on it is don't think, oh, now's the wrong time. Or even now in, you know, February going into March, now is too early. I may as well wait two more months. Honestly, if you start at any point, there'll be something, you know, you'll pick up something, Yeah. you know, it might not be as much as, but you will definitely get hands on. And I, I don't think it's ever too early. No, I, don't, I, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, obviously the, 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 there might've been some, some fear over the fact that, you know, are oh, you starting a business where, okay, it's you're in peak season and, but you're about to go into a stage where they're winding down. But like you said, you know, if you, if you choose the right properties and, and you're working for the right sort of people, um, then there's a very good chance that there's still going to be various bits and pieces that need to be done. And, and uh, yes, okay. There were, there are certain gardens that, that don't necessarily need the, the same level of um, attention that they, um, that they would get uh, during peak season. But um, again, you know, that there, there, there are plenty out there and, and, you know, look, at the end of the day, that's also part of my job, isn't it? To speak to them about their plans and to talk about things that perhaps maybe I could be doing for them during um, a colder season yeah. um, to ensure that their garden is is going to be in the best possible condition, ready to go again uh, when, when, the, when the warmer months come, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think that's one thing that it took me a little bit to get used to was you know, you can create jobs yourself. Like it doesn't have to be the client coming to you saying, oh, we're thinking about getting this done. You know, if you're if you're noticing stuff around the property that, you know, doesn't need to be done right now, but could be done in a few months, like yeah. mention it, talk about it, you know, at yeah, the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. That relationship, it, it carries value. And I've, I've noticed that, you know, your clients do almost, I mean, at least the way I am with my clients, it feels like a lot of friendships almost and not saying that would go for a beer with them, but you know, we have pretty good chats when needed and you know, yeah. you feel comfortable. So it's uh definitely approach them for anyone out there that's scared of the customers. Don't be, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. No, I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I, I like to think that the build, building a relationship with those sort of people is, is so important. You know, obviously um, being able to maintain a relationship is something that I've, you know, tr- tried to be doing anyway in, in the world of advertising and what have you, but I don't really want to be, I don't know if this sounds strange or not, but I, I'd, I'd much rather be known as Simon to them as opposed to the gardener. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's kind of like you, you, you've actually you, you're on a you're on a certain level with them, yeah. Um, and you know that might not be the case with with all of them, but you know I'm I'm an outgoing person, I'm a quite sociable person, and and I'm a friendly person. So and I want to do a good job. So I think just sort of trying to be as honest um, and 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 learning about them as people and, and talking about what they want for the future and then being able to offer my opinion and my my thoughts on on what they might be able to do and and be able to have a bit of creative flair and, and suggestions um to throw at them um can only be a good thing and it's um 
yeah it it works well if for me anyway by by going about it in that particular way no absolutely um so obviously there, there was a good bit it's probably fair to say there was a good bit of pressure like when you first came into it if you are to pick you know the hardest thing that you found when starting something around you know the business itself what would that be um hardest thing about starting i, I guess was the fact that I had a Ford Focus <laughs> to begin <laughs> right. with, um, right. you know, but, um, not 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 a large amount of money. So in terms of equipment, I was going in very basic. You know, we're talking, we're, we're not talking um, the stuff that I've got now. You know, we're sort of talking about your your local DIY place, trying to find the the, the best or the hardest wearing thing you can get there yeah. in terms of a hedge cutter that's going to last, you know, somewhat um so that 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 was obviously tough but i didn't have a choice you know no. I, I couldn't afford immediately to to get a more appropriate vehicle i couldn't afford to go out and buy steel hedge trimmers or you know combis or or, or, or things like that so um and, and again i'd already at that point made the the step to say i'm 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 all in so yeah um i had to work with what i could and <laughs> learn a few valuable lessons along the way yeah um but um, but yeah, I'd say that was particularly hard, and and also you know, getting my head around being the fact that I, I essentially was becoming a yes man. You know, I was going all over the place. I I was just so keen to get as much business right from the get go that I wasn't really thinking enough um, about being as organised as I needed to be. Yeah. So you know, planning the diary, driving from one town to another, then finding yourself back in the town where you should, probably should have arranged to have done those two <laughs> jobs, but, you know, before that, that, that sort of stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'd say in general that that was the hardest thing um, for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. In, and, uh, when it came to starting. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is I, I'll, I would go out there and say it's probably the most common way that people do start. You know, I, I mm. can't imagine there's a and, and don't get me wrong there the probably is to a, to an extent but i don't reckon there's many people coming into the trade going right i've i've saved up 10k um you know i've not got anything to worry about i'm just going to start gardening i'm going to buy top of the range i reckon people yeah. do usually quite often than not they're using some form of second hand mower or their own home mower and you know they're slowly building up that way so i think the pressures and this is what makes it so great to have you know these conversations is that don't worry about it because if this is you if you're listening now and you're you're connecting with this kind of conversation it's because it happens you know very often and it's it may be the harder way to go buy it but you know the money will come you know you will make that progress and be able to upgrade and make your life easier it's just a matter of time and patience and a little bit of commitment there well not even a little a lot of commitment you know yeah definitely and and it's all the more sweeter when you get to a stage where okay fine you acknowledge the fact that the 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 the, uh, the hedge trimmer that you bought from B and Q is already knackered after four days, but you know the, 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 it's it's a much sweeter feeling when you get to that point where you've you've worked hard, you've grafted for it, and now you're in a position where you're actually able to go and buy, whether it's brand new or secondhand, it doesn't really matter. You know the no. the, the point is is that you you're upgrading because the business is 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 growing, yeah. um, and it's going the way that you want it to go, and and that is that in itself is a drive for, for the individual that's doing what they're doing in terms of starting the business, because you're seeing with your very own eyes that off the physical work that you're doing, you're earning the money and that you're in now in a position where you can actually upgrade on, on those tools so that you can do a job better and, and, and probably quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a real, it's really nice to see that, you know, as, as a visible thing right in front of you to see that um, as a little reminder that you're, you're going the right way in terms of the business yeah it's like ticking the boxes isn't it so what yeah, size 100%. gardens do you actually take care of is you know do you have a wide range of sizes or is it a certain type of property you aim to look after no yeah i mean it range it, it it really does vary i mean we've obviously got a number of particularly small gardens and i've even got a couple of like courtyards which which i was brought into um to sort of tidy if you like and get them ready for 
for the the next couple of months ahead where we're starting to plant things and, and talk about you know like maybe a bit of landscaping work um involved there as well so yeah. it's a wide range but then also we we also have um a large number of properties that have you know ridiculous garden you know but they own fields off their gardens you know, yeah, and yeah. things like that so i mean it's it makes stunning um uh, stunning views for when you're working and very ther- therapeutic um but no there there is no particular style that uh, or, or or property that i i specifically target i guess now that i'm a bit more established i mean i haven't even been going for a year so it's still very much early days but there is now a, a point where i can be a little bit more choosy or you know however you want to put it in terms of yeah. whether i decide to go ahead or how i might be able to factor it in um but yeah it, it's it's um it's a wide range there's nothing there's it, it, tiny right up to ridiculous <laughs> with yeah. the fields and, and multiple gardens if you like yeah no it's just interesting because you know some people are in locations where they are mainly all you know acreages you know the, the concept yeah. in the countryside and either then you do get people that are very urban and it's just the postage stamp, you know, new build homes. But mm. you, you find that you, you can either have all of it, you know, the whole range, or people try and aim their business and, you know, shape it around these different types of properties, you know, because what's almost obvious to say before I even say it, but these bigger gardens or properties, you know, these lands, it almost offers you a, a all-year-round experience, let's call it. And, you know, a lot yeah. of different types of work. So you could spend a lot more time there and have, you know, then bigger blocks of jobs where you're in the same location yeah. for a long amount of time. But then you can also aim it around these little postage samples that you're in and out within, you know, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. But you could maybe get, you know, 20 of them done in one day. Whereas, you, you know what I mean? So there's many yeah. angles, yeah. I think, regardless where you live, that you can make the most yeah. of the area that you're in. Yeah, and and look, it, I I don't know. I think things might change um, as the business carries on, but for for now, having that um, wide variety, and because I because I do travel further afield um, than some others might do, um, it, it gives me that wide variety, and and I, I really enjoy it. I mean, the, a lot of my um, a lot of the business that I do is is regular business there are the occasional one-off jobs that I've done along the way. And those sort of um, properties, don't get me wrong, there are a couple of them that I've done. You know, I, I, if I think back to it now, maybe I wouldn't necessarily be quite so excited to be going there week in, week out because yeah. of the, the type of um, the type of outside space that they've got. But I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the variety. I think it mixes things up. It means that, you know, the week, the days and the weeks are different and, and that, you know something that i personally sort of i quite i quite enjoy that yeah definitely i i think you know being able to have that flexibility of mixing things up yourself is you know it's got to be one of the benefits of it you know the whole mm. like you know the whole straight down the line you have to do this you know that's a normal job you know that that's where you've got an employer and you're just an employee i, th- I yeah. think the great thing about being there's because there's got to be a benefit there's plenty of stresses you know, you, you're running oh, yeah. the whole the whole thing by yourself, you know. So there's plenty of yeah. stresses to come with it. There's got to be some wins. Um, on that, yeah. just to, on that note, what do you think is probably one of the best things about being self-employed? Um, I mean, obviously that I, I want to say you have more flexibility, but yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I, and 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 to a certain extent, obviously you do. But I am still it's still very early, so my flexibility is still quite limited i'm i'm still throwing myself into it this is the first um winter that i've experienced for example you know so i'm i'm learning something new every single day yeah um which i suppose is one of the answers to your question you know that is that is something that's quite beneficial about to me anyway about uh, running my own business um because i have that option to learn from it as long as i do learn from it rather than making the same mistakes over and over again, then, um, then that's a good thing. But, but yeah, you know, having my own business and, and being able to, I guess, have the opportunity 
um, when it's late at night and I've finished work and, and everyone's asleep, uh, the opportunity to think <laughs> on on how, uh, you know, of, of ways that I can grow the business. Um, and th- that can be a tiny little thing that, that would be fairly noticeable, but it would still mean in to me it's growing. Or it could be something that's absolutely ridiculous um, and very (laughs) unlikely to happen but but it's it's but you know if I wasn't if I was working for somebody else I wouldn't even entertain that sort of thought process and and again you know I I get a bit of a buzz you know trying to think outside the box about ways of of growing the business and how I can make it more successful you know And, and I really really enjoy that part of it as well you know yeah how how amazing is that by the way the fact that when you when you're working for someone else you know, you, you might be amazing at your job and you might do everything right, but when as soon as you go self-employed, it, it almost unlocks that door, you know, that extra creativity, that urge to sort of do better, do more for yourself. Like, how yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you'd never, and there's going to be a lot of people that will never experience that because, you know, they never choose to do it. But it's something that until this conversation in this moment now, I've never actually thought of that, mm. you know, it's 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 almost a blessing allowing yourself to be so driven I suppose is probably the way that would describe it yeah and I, I think you know it, it, if you're if you're being from my perspective anyway if you're being paid by somebody else and you're working for somebody else um you are you have very little control or well you know you, you can be great at your job you can get promoted and you can do this you can do that but ultimately those sort of decisions are in other people's hands so when you then start to look at running your own business and doing everything, okay, yeah, there's, there's a lot of initial graft, but ultimately it's, it's, it is down to you. So if you can be that driven person and in, in, in my case, I'm determined to make it a success, um, then that is the, the drive that I need um, that and my family to, to, to keep pushing and to, come come up with new ways to to make things um, more successful and and because it's in my hands that's that's a drive that's a real driver for me so i uh, yeah i completely agree i think until you're in that position where you have no choice but to make it work otherwise you're going to be in trouble yeah. um you know you have to be brave but at <laughs> the same time uh, if you are brave and you work hard then you can actually be quite pleasantly surprised can't you with 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 the benefits and and actually think oh it's not so scary after all this is actually a what what a great decision this was do you know what I mean no absolutely I I totally agree with you there it's uh until it's experienced I don't think people would fully know what what it's like but the great thing with this is that people will be listening to this and going wow like you know it's bringing down that them walls of doubt yeah. or is it just hard is it just uphill the whole way and don't get me wrong I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people out there that have just hit obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and you know oh, I, feel, yeah. I feel for them but you know the possibilities are endless with it and, and it is it's just the amazing part and also I love the fact that you mentioned there like about your family it's a massive driving factor and it, it shows as well when you've got to provide for the people you love for I suppose you know, the yeah. things that you'll overcome. And like you've said a couple of times there, like your your anxious self and things like that, that's hard to overcome. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it I is, suppose yeah. as soon as you put family in the equation, it's it's almost a no-brainer. Yeah, you know, obviously it's a, it's a big responsibility, but it's a responsibility that you want to have. And it, yeah. it goes back to it goes back to the thing of when you're working for somebody else you get you have all these various stresses and and things that 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 might come your way and 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 worries or um anxiety over whatever you know um it, it within that business but the thing that the, the problem with that is that there's only so much you can actually do about that so that actually can make things even harder for you if you're if you're that kind of person whereas what something that i've found starting my own business and yeah there are there's always stresses the stresses in, in everything um yeah. but at the same time there's they're sort of stresses that i'm i'm a bit more welcoming of you know they're things that uh, that come my way but they're things that i am in control 
over what what can or can't be done with that so you just it's a more of a control thing you know you, you feel like there's something you can actually do about it versus working for somebody else where you might be able to do something about it but there's only so much because ultimately it's going to fall into somebody else's hands at some point yeah no no absolutely right so when you when you start well i say when you started up the way you are now yeah. what is your setup have you have you chose to go with the battery side are you with fuel you know what kind of equipment are you using yeah, so I'm, I'm fuel. Um, although I am, I am looking at a couple of things, um, making a switch over to electric. I think just, I mean, I, I, I'm still sort of trying to get my head around it, but, um, from the things that I've sort of read and some of the people that I've spoken to at some of the places that I, um, use to maintain, uh, my equipment, I feel like the, the electric stuff is sort of coming into its own. And they've had that sort of teething period where they've sort of various things might have been okay or batteries might have been um, lasting X amount of time, but yeah. they're getting better and better as, as time goes on. But no, for now, um, petrol, majority of my stuff is steel. Um, so HS45 and, and an HS56 hedge cutter, yeah. uh, the combi as well. Um, steel MS170 chainsaw um, and, a, and a blower, leaf blower as well um lawnmower is still very much needs to be addressed i'm um <laughs> i've had, i've got two at the moment i've got cobra 46 and a, a haste of 41 right um cobra is actually all right um the hater is a bit light so it's not quite as good for the lawns but i'm i'm actually looking at a, you know a proper upgrade ready for 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 spring and looking at possibly the hater 56 nice um, nice and then, and then I'll just, and then I'll just keep one of the other, the other um, smaller ones. I mean, to be honest, I, I, de- I desperately need a, a, I desperately need a much um, bigger lawnmower yeah. um, for some of the properties I'm working on already. But, um, but no, the Cobra, served, the Cobra in particular served me, served me well up until this point. But um, yeah, looking to upgrade that soon. Well, everyone that I've heard using Cobra have, have really had nothing too much bad to say about it you know it's not one that i've used personally but it was definitely one that i was looking for when i was i was trying to match the gap between you know like uh in the beginning looking at just sort of second hand whatever i could get my hands on for you know under Mm. 150 quid quite frankly or you know the beginning of or mid-range fuel you know not professional but something that i know would last and cobra was one that was i was definitely thinking of just because it looked like it was built well and it just looked like it wouldn't pack in it. You know, it would serve you well. So it's... Yeah, no, it's I, good. It is, it's solid. It's really good. Yeah, and it, also with the whole fuel thing, I think whatever way you start, the main thing is that you're putting your foot forward and whether, you know, there's people out there and, you know, that's got zero interest in going battery. I think personally one day, everyone's hands are probably to a limit going to be forced to go that way just simply because well, everything that's going on, quite frankly, I think the whole step yeah. for like, you know, like ego is doing this challenge 2025 at the moment, uh, you know, where they're really trying to cut to zero emissions within this yeah. place of work. And, you know, obviously brands like Husqvarna still, um, as well as that can, that are offering such machines. It's just yeah. the price, quite frankly, is it's, it's hard making the switch when you've already paid X amount to cover your basic tools it is yeah. a hard pill to swallow you know it, it's it's not nothing quite frankly i think so i i think also you, I, a, a thing that i sort of i think a little bit that has a part to play in that as well is, is also the kind of gardens that you're working in and the kind of work you're going to be doing i i i for example if i already owned electric um hedge cutters for example i depending on what i was doing I'd i'd be inclined to stick with using the petrol ones at this time of year you know things where you're really hacking away at things uh, yeah. out of season that that's probably more of a job for the old petrol um, yeah. um uh, stuff that you've got but you know no when 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 you're looking at regular ongoing trim and tidy stuff um in a in an already stunning garden then um which hopefully uh, due to the hard work that we've already done down yeah, uh, yeah. over the months you know we're, we're at that point then that's a great time to be getting out the um the electric stuff because it does the job 
it, you know you get the proper batteries that last you know you get a good three hours and obviously the benefit with that is you, you only have to buy you know a couple of batteries um, yeah. and a couple of chargers let's say with with one of the um products and then obviously you're, you're good to go then you're not buying batteries um each time um paying the full whack each time uh, with a battery because you've already got a couple and there's only so many batteries that you're going to need unless you're 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 building a team no definitely um so yeah um i i I, i'm i'm very open to the idea of switching i don't really have any intention on switching to an electric blower yeah um, anytime soon uh because i'm i'm sort of i'm up for having longer than 10 minutes with (laughs) us with a leaf blower but um but yeah no i'll be up for switching to some of the others as well at some point down the line no definitely it's it's something that surprised me i mean when I first looked to, to going in, I made the decision very early on that I wanted to go a battery. So although I only started off with a residential battery, you know, from Husqvarna, mm-hmm. when after I soon uh, after I soon upgraded and I went to the commercial stuff, it's the only thing I've ever used for you know through winters reducing hedges and stuff. And you know, it's taken down everything I've thrown at them. So I think it is very. It can be very surprising how much they do hack away. Although no doubt, you yeah. Know, if, if, of course, your, your top end fuel machines they're going to bite through through more. You know the bigger engines and all the rest of it. But you know, yeah, it's very they're, surprising. They're coming along. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, go on. No, no, that's that's what I was just saying. Is uh, uh, they, they are they're on that uprise, like you're saying. They've had the teeth and problems. Um, I honestly think anyone thinking about whether which way they should go, if you're starting with a clean slate and you know you've got a grant to invest in your equipment. You know, don't knock battery. I would say to people, you know, it's no. definitely, it's definitely the step that, like I say, I think everyone's going to have to make one day anyway. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, as as I said, you know, I think they've come a long way now, and they're they're at that point. I think I'll always hang on to the to to the petrol ones anyway. Um, yeah. But um, the, the the fact that uh, they're so they're so much lighter you know they're built better and and i have to be honest i was really surprised when i was chat, talking to a chap the other day and he was he was actually filling me in on how how powerful they actually are because i did naturally go into that conversation with the assumption that they're going to be a lot more um lightweight if you like not yeah you, you know what i mean not specifically in, in how much they weigh but in terms of what they're able to get through and 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 it i think some of them not all of them but some of them are now at that stage where they they really are sort of they're, they're parallel with 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 the petrol one so services servicing costs fuel costs i mean it it really is a no-brainer um so yeah we'll see how things go over the coming months but um yeah the, the plan will be to to upgrade um to to have some of those um available as well yeah absolutely now was it you seen that after your food uh your focus did you move in with uh, yeah. truck? Was it? Yeah. So yeah, you'll be pleased to hear I'm not still driving around in a um, in an electric blue Focus. Um, <laughs> yeah. I um, I mean, I I have to say that was um, well, yeah, an experience. <laughs> I was I, I I mean, but I started from nothing. You know, I was I was I must have looked like an absolute lunatic to people when <laughs> you know, literally shoulder barging. Um, you know, ton sacks uh, filled with garden waste into the boots of a yeah. already crammed car. But um, yeah, no, I, um, I I upgraded to a uh, Mitsubishi L two hundred truck, um, nice. which um, yeah, I mean, look, great, great fun um, to drive. Um, you can do pretty much whatever you want with it. It it just keeps going. Um, but I have to say, I learned a. Uh, a lesson along the way and that is just in terms of practicality it's being high you know obviously the with with the canopy off you can obviously yeah that's great but majority of the time the canopy's on yeah um you've probably got about the same amount of space as you would in a state of car it's it's quite deceiving i had a right. cab so i had two passenger seats behind mine because thinking i'll be practical with kids and and everything as well yeah um and that was actually, a, you know, I barely to put the kids in there. So it's, it's essentially dead space. So that might as well have been part of the um, of the bit at the back. So it, it, 
you know, it served me well. It probably played a part in me getting some of the business that I did manage to get because I'm fairly certain if I turned up at some of the houses that I'm <laughs> working for now in the focus, they they probably wouldn't have even let me um, start talking. So, you know, I um, yeah, I, I've I have actually recently now switched again, and uh, I've got a Ford Transit Connect uh, long wheelbase. Nice, um, which. I've only had it two weeks and it is, it's just worlds apart. It's so much easier. Lower. I'm not breaking my back, getting lawnmowers in and out, getting bags in and out. And yeah, everything's a lot more organized. There's more space. It's just everything about it. It's just, yeah, it, uh, I should have done it from the start. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, you say that part as well as just the topic of this, because it's something I definitely thought into in, I've mentioned this before that when I first started looking at all this sort of business side and trying to find people and experiences on YouTube, especially in America, everyone uses a pickup truck and then they use a like a box box trailer on the back. Yeah. So yeah. that was my initial my initial thinking. Now I told this to my dad, who's you know he's driven lorries for the best part of probably forty odd years, you know, and he said, yeah. Sam, he says if you do that, you'll regret it. And I was like, but I can get my son in. I says, if you want to go on family days out, yeah. we're all in there. We're sort, you know, all the things that in my head were, you know, uh, important and like justifying yeah, that practical. action. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he was like, all it'll take is for you to get a few, few customers that are, you know, down tight lanes or you need to go around strange corners yeah. or whatnot, you know, with a, with a box van on the back. And he says, you, trust me, you'll struggle. He says, get a yeah. van, blah, blah, blah. And he talked me into getting, you know, my, my first transit custom, what, yeah. you know, I swear by. But between having, because I'm sure there's some pros of the truck, between having the truck in the van, I know it's only been two weeks, but is there one main pro you could give of both, you know, two two arguments why you might go for either or, and probably two why you wouldn't? Um pro Pros for the truck, um, good <laughs> good fun to drive. They are good fun. Um, the other, the other pro is obviously just the fact that, as I said earlier, you can you can run them into the ground. They they just keep going and going and going. They're they're tough machines, so yeah. they are. Um, the, the you know the, those are the two pros. Van. Uh, I, I, also, it is, it is just worth saying. You know, the truck is so deceiving, especially if you have a you know the two plus two cab. It yeah. is really deceiving the amount of space. It, it it's it's all. I think I worked out uh, when I looked at the spec. I think the and you know, bearing in mind, I haven't even got the customer. I've got a Connect, so yeah. technically a, a medium size van with it being long wheelbase. But I can still get. I think it's two and a half, nearly three times the amount of space in wow. the back of that versus um, the pickup I had. Yeah, so uh, that, it's that's really surprising. deceiving. Yeah, no, really surprising. I think a lot of the times you see people haven't upgrade very uh, fairly quickly to trailers. You know, they'll have the the mm. pickup, but then you need some form of of trailer on the back if you're going to be doing it all. Um, yeah, especially if you're taking uh, green waste away for for some people as well, and and little things like that. You know, or or you know, bigger lawn mowers and things like that. You're not going to be able to lift that into oh. the back of the pickup truck you know the yeah. pickup truck the the the, the, the lower part the lowest part of it is almost up to your waist yeah so you've got no hope no not not with the bigger equipment <laughs> yeah no no you're right it's um it's something that i never purely thought of and first to be honest it's the first time i've had the conversation about you know trucks versus vans and i'm sure people have the preferences out there depending on what they're doing but it, it, it's good to hear because i think everyone probably thinks it when they start like what do i want do I need a small? Mm-hmm. I know some guys that that do run off connects, and um, they they love them just like you're saying now. Yeah, that's perfect size. I know guys that are you know like me that are using the customs, and there's guys that want to go. I know I'm just saying Ford models here, but are saying that they want to go just as the um, transits, you know, and they want to go bigger. So yeah, it, it I think it one it depends on the business how you're running it, and two it depends yeah. on what your what I suppose what your home style is because a lot of these times yeah. it's it's your main vehicle as well, you know. Um, it's your office, case, you know. It's yeah. It, it's it, it's 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 where you're spending a lot of your time, so it needs to be right, and it, and it also needs to accommodate, um, 
you on your journey each day. So if it's going to get you more organized um, and and gives you a bit more space, then it's a no brainer. Um, like, like, like you said, different, different things might suit different people, but because of the variety of different places that I go to, a van is definitely more appropriate. But if somebody is doing this job and they're ta- you know, tailoring what they do specifically to certain types of gardens, then they might well find that the pickup truck is actually a much better option. Yeah. But um, if there's a lot of variety, then just, you know, in my opinion anyway, um, I just think the, the van is, um, is so much better. And I've literally gone from car to pick up truck to van yeah <laughs> um, I, i'd definitely strongly suggest that <laughs> no i i agree with you like thinking about especially the way that i've moved things around now and you know the way i've came out of jobs i've thought look if i never had a van there you know i would have been there and back there and back more times than i could have counted oh, yeah. or just like how am i meant to fit that in you know first thing in the morning you know anywhere uh yeah. it really it does pay off having a van uh i'm just very conscious of time so i've just got last couple yep. of quick questions for you first one being what is the biggest mistake that you've made throughout this sort of initial part or even just a mistake that you've made that if you were to say to someone else it could save them a bit of a uh, probably heartbreak <laughs> yeah um biggest mistake probably right at the very beginning i Somebody got in touch with me, asked me to pop around, give them a quote. Thought I was going around to look for a garden, uh, quote a garden, you know, gardening work. But they actually yeah. wanted me to install like a, a picket fence around the front of their property. All right. um, there was already loads of shingle um, down there and weeds and everything. So they wanted all of that ripped up. Um, they wanted new sh- fresh shingle um, put down. I suggested that, that we put down some plumb slate. Um, I whip, um, you know, I'd pull up, I'd get rid of all the shingle that was already there, put down the plump slate, put down the, the weed membrane um, uh, and clear it all out. And then obviously put the picket fence up. So she said, fine, go away, price up the job. Now, I don't mind admitting that, as I said, this was her first month or two of me starting. I don't yeah. mind admitting I had no idea <laughs> what to, to suggest yeah. in terms of pricing. I was confident that I could do the work i mean i'd done bits and pieces like that previously so that that wasn't so much of an issue but you know i was sort of as i said the yes man so it's like yeah yeah of course had absolutely no idea anyway quoted her she said yes immediately which already made me feel a little bit bit worried and um i i then said oh yeah take a couple of days anyway it didn't it was an absolute well i i did it in two and a half but that is very long days longer than what most people do and it was it was ridiculous um the 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 shingle just to remove that was ridiculous in itself Um, yeah and uh the other thing that i didn't do was i didn't fully check all of the areas where i was going to be putting the posts in for the fence yeah so i got three of them in and then i got to the fourth and i came across concrete underneath uh, and i checked the fifth sixth seven eighth point and they all had concrete oh no and way. i was like yeah so yeah you know, i'm literally halfway <laughs> through and I, i'm thinking so i, I uh, honestly i was out there it was she, they thought i was mad it was it'd gone dark i was i was putting torches and headlights at cars and things like that to, to, so that i could carry on getting that anyway i got it done um but yeah that that is something i learned um <laughs> a valuable yeah. lesson from i was gonna say you learn quickly from mistakes like that though don't you and like yeah, like, like checking yeah. areas, and especially if it's not something you do all the time you're not going to think of checking areas like i've done it with a good few garden clearances where i haven't I, i've looked at the area but i haven't actually went through the grass and checked for stuff because yeah you know it's it's deceiving especially anything subsoil you, you need to be checking you know under the surface even if not for yeah even for things like wires and things, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it's, that's a good one because I think everyone will have one that they can like relate to. And, um, the probably I can fair to say that you haven't made it again, you know? No. And that's the thing that, you know, you learn from it. I mean, and, and look, at the end of the day, they they were happy with, with, with it in the end. And, and to be honest, I was happy with it. And I had some, and I used it as some, some uh, content as well, because I actually really enjoyed doing it. It was a bit different 
um, to use standard garden maintenance. And it's also, it allowed me to be a bit creative with putting it all together and that sort of stuff. So I actually did enjoy that part of it, but that was, um, yeah, that was a very hard <laughs> lesson, both mentally and physically, um, that, uh, that I came across very early on. <laughs> Absolutely. I imagine. Absolutely. And now the last question, what will be probably the easiest for you to answer is how can everybody find you online? Yeah, so online, Facebook and Instagram, um, at EO Garden Maintenance. Um, yeah, so yeah, come come along there. You can check out um, the journey if you like, and uh, and um, yeah, ch- come and come and check me out and get in touch if uh, if you're if you're in the area and um, you want me to come around and have a look. Absolutely. Now, that, I just want to say one thing on this is I have che- I checked out your Instagram before we set this up. And oh, one I... thing I noticed that I can tell you've got a background in sort of this type of, you know, your old business because <laughs> your branding sticks out to me like always. Oh. Well, what's a good thing? It, it is. It's a good thing. But it's something you don't often yeah. see on on um, normal Instagram accounts within this sort of industry. Yeah. But no, people know what I'm on about as soon as they check you out, definitely. And, and like yeah. I'm looking through your photos, even now I've got it right in front of me, and they are crackers. Like, so anyone that does have a look in the in the description notes below this and uh, checks out his profile, you know, you've got a great Instagram. No, oh, thank you. No, yeah, it, I mean, look, the branding means a lot. It's I, it's hard to, it's still hard to believe that I literally sketched that as a potential uh, one of few logos and. Um, now it's all over clothes and, and, and on the van and, and all that sort of stuff. So, and obviously it means a lot, it, you know, the, the initials of my two girls, Eden and Olive. So, um, yeah, it's, it's nice for you to say that. It means a lot to, um, to hear you say, say nice things like that about it. And it's, um, yeah, it means a lot to me as well. Oh, no, definitely. It is. It's fantastic. And, and, I, and I mean that to anyone that's listening, go check it out because, you know, if you're struggling with branding or you don't fully understand what branding is, this would probably be the best profile I've seen that if you have a look, you'll know exactly what I <laughs> thank mean. Thank you. So, and, I, and I mean that, mate. Yeah. I, I really do. So, Thank you um, very much. No, but Simon, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. And uh, I would definitely love to have you on again in the future and we'll speak more topic-based uh, conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And no, thanks for having me on. It's been a really good chat and um, nice to bounce back and forth and, and talk about ideas and, and learn more about the business. It's been great. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks again, mate. And um, yeah, I'll see you again. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, Sam. Thank you. Right then, everyone. So that is episode number 37 with Simon Johnson. It's been an absolute pleasure having him on, as you've heard there. It just goes to show that there's so many different experiences with people starting up and, you know, just getting into this line of work. And there's not really any right or wrong way that you can go by it because in these beginning first few months, especially, you know, especially in the first years, forever learning, you know, and by conversations like these and listening in, all you can do is take tips and grow from it. So I just want to thank you again for tuning in this week's episode. Remember, you can subscribe to it so you get notified every time a podcast gets released. And you can also rate it and leave a comment very down there if you swipe down at the bottom. So thanks again for joining us and I will see you again next week. Take care.